Oye, we're here, and so are you. Hello, welcome to the Pot Smoking Moms podcast. This is a podcast about, you guessed it, Pot Smoking Moms. Yes. <laughs> so if this is your first time, welcome. If this is not your first time, thank you for coming back. We appreciate you. Please rate, review, subscribe. Tell your moms, moms, moms about our podcast. Potsmokingmoms.com is our website. You can find all of the episodes there. And we also have some merch, which I think people have forgotten about. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't been pushing it either, but yeah, we have some merch on there. And we also just want to remind you guys, we have a Patreon and we do all extended interviews on our Patreon, a little extra insider uh, stuff there for our patrons. So please check out. Our Patreon page. I want to revamp our website soon. Make it more accessible for everybody. Yeah. Even link the Patreon through there somehow. Yeah, absolutely. What do you got uh, You got on deck? I am uh, smoking a hybrid called Cherry Punch. First time I've tried it. I just picked up this strain this week. And I, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, you I like, like it. it? I like it. It even smells like cherries. Yeah, it does. You, you let me smell it. It does smell like cherries. I am having... One of your favorites, Mandarin Dreams. Yes, that is one of my favorites. So if you have something to smoke, let's Light go. up. Let's go. Mandarin Dreams is really like the tastiest. It is. It tastes great. That's why I love it. It's really tasty. This stuff tastes good too. You should try the cherry punch. Cherry punch. Mm-hmm. Woo. So this week was fun. I mean, last week was actually our episode after Canafest, but this is the first time we've been together again since Canafest. Yeah. Last week we recorded Separate. our part separately. Because we were fucking exhausted. And I'm honestly... And I was done seeing your face all Yeah, here. I bet. I know. I'm you and me got kidding. into a couple of little scruffles. <laughs> a little scruff a duffle while we were out there. Nothing. Whatever. I'm just talking shit. But we uh, might have scared Pawhead Mom at some point. <laughs> it's like, you guys really fight like this all the time? We're like, we're like siblings. Yes, yeah, I know. We spend too much time together. Seriously. But and I honestly, after things like these, I my social battery, I am a very social person, but I am an introvert because I just like you saw how anxious I was leading up to it. And then um, afterwards, I just feel like drained. She literally had to purge. I did. I was like barfing the entire time before (laughs) before the fest but it's crazy like i i I even that night a little bit yeah even that night because it was so much that day yeah like you were like you said your battery was drained you're all day talking to people yeah on the whole time on the whole time and then having to do podcast duties when we get back yeah so it was like and you know what it's crazy because i knew i always had anxiety i've always had anxiety i know i see it in my mom like i have the same impatientness as her and um i couldn't really figure out this what the signs were but i started picking up on like me getting short breath and like having that thing where i was having trouble breathing through my nose and my mouth and then me getting like that you know barfy kind of feeling so i finally identified that (laughs) anxiety anxiety (laughs) 
And um, and it was pretty crazy. But then when we got there, everything was like a-okay, except for the fact that there was a lot of motherfuckers not wearing masks. A lot. A lot. Um, I mean, we had our masks on, and it was good that we had our little space that we were vendors so we had our tent and then our table between us and the crowd yeah. basically and then i had a microphone so i would yeah. like yell at people some, <laughs> sometimes <laughs> that was fun that was my favorite part too because i get to like i didn't have to talk i didn't have to be in anybody's face to talk on the microphone yeah listen to listen to me on the microphone but it was pretty cool it was so we posted this. Oh my god! So we posted a recap of the of the uh, Canafest on TikTok, and people's fucking m- lost their minds because of the mask thing. Yeah, because there's nobody in the video wearing masks. Yeah, I, and I watched it again after mm-hmm. you said all those comments, and I was like, I could tell some people were wearing masks, but you saw them from behind, so you couldn't really see the mask. Right. But I was like, oh, that guy's wearing a mask. Oh, but you can't really see it because you're looking from behind. Right. And you were fishing them out. Like yeah. all the main characters of that video <laughs> are now wearing masks, <laughs> including the people running the booth, which is what really pissed me off the most. Yeah. I was like, these people, sh- at least the people running the booths should be wearing masks. Yeah. You can't really control the audience, the whatever, the people going. But at least you could tell the vendors, hey, can you guys please wear your masks? Because... When I was like walking around in open areas, I felt comfortable lowering my mask if I needed to breathe a little. But right. if I was like going up to to the vendors and interacting with people, I I had my mask on. Yeah, and I had a visor on, which honestly I think I need to get like a very very clear one instead yeah, of a was reflective like one because it's reflective. I look like Daft Punk. <laughs> it looks really cool, but to the outsider, it kind of like uh, you can't see you? my face at all. Right, you can't see any of my face. So I was like, okay, now I get why it should be clear <laughs> because people will you know see my facial expressions. But I felt cool wearing that, and it was really windy. Like, yeah. it was a hurricane that oh weekend. Oh, my God, but people lost their <laughs> fucking shit in the comments. Which, okay, up to a certain up, uh, tr- up to a Because certain there's point. people that have been locked in their homes and, like, not going out and doing anything and being extremely careful. And then they see videos like that on the internet. And they're like, what yeah, are people doing? I know. I had, there was an instance <laughs> when I kind of lost my mind. But that was, like, a few months ago. That was, like, right when we got out of, of lockdown. Yeah. Which I feel like. But now it's worse. Now well, cases are actually worse than when we first went on lockdown. Right, but whose whose fucking fault is that? All of ours and people not Yeah, not and doing just their the the way it was interpreted to the masses. Of course. If of we would have started with a different narrative from the beginning, but you know, we in Florida fashion, point. and then I tried to like save our like kind of like save it, right? For some people be like, "Look, you know, it's Florida. What do you expect?" And like, kind of like tell everybody, hey, we were wearing masks because I also don't want people thinking that we were out there fucking woohoo, like tits in the air, just doing whatever. Because we were very like, if you're if you listen to the podcast, you know, we were shitting bricks because we knew people were not going to be wearing their masks. Yeah, we knew it. But like, man, people fucking lose their minds online. (laughs) Oh, my God, they do. And then I noticed one was following us. So, you know, I commented back because sometimes if they're like people who don't follow us, I don't even bother like commenting. But I, you know, there's some moments where I want to like kind of like apologize and be like, yeah, I know why you're upset. So I addressed this person very nicely. He's like, look, I get it. But like we were wearing it. And then they unfollowed us. <laughs> and we're like, that's not good enough. You should have just videoed yourself or something like kind of like to oh say if gosh. I was wearing a mask, uh, either the way they said it was like either I pro- had to prove it. 
Yeah, you or didn't like, show yourself wearing the mask. Or just, there's other videos of us wearing masks there. Yeah. If you see other footage, of it. yeah, I know. So whatever. So silly. I was just like, okay, all right. Are you good? All right, bye. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Now that's like the opposite that we got last time because we shared a video saying people should wear masks. Oh yeah. And we got told, "Fuck you, you stay home if you want <laughs> me to wear a mask." Yeah, right. And now we post a video uh, of like a public event that we were at and everybody else was not wearing their masks and now they're like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. There's no masks." Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so exactly. no matter what. Yo, it's a catch 22. I put a I put a TikTok out that's like, "Look, you whatever you're going to make and whatever you're going to put out there, fucking put out there because you could be Mother Teresa." And people will still have some shit to say about you. So fucking do what you're going to do. Okay. Don't let other people dictate how you feel about yourself. Fucking post it. Anyways, we have a special event coming up. We actually have a date now. Yeah. We have another Zoom session coming. Puffin paint. People keep asking for another Zoom sesh. So I know I got to I got to make an image to post for everybody this week. What are we going to paint? Is everybody going to paint their own thing? I think everybody should just paint their own thing. Are any of our followers like a painter? They yeah. Can, they can we'll, help us like guide the class with guide. painting something, maybe a, a pot leaf or something. I don't yeah. Know. Why did we not think about this last time? We should ask. We our have some time. Let's post. Let's post something on IG and TikTok and ask if any of our people's paint. For sure. Let us know. Anybody want to uh, take the lead and, and help us in our puff and paint? So it's Saturday, December 5th, 4 p.m. our time. Okay. Are we good there? Is that yeah, a good time? That's fine. And then what? it would be 1 p.m. over on uh, the West Coast. The West Coast. All right. Brad was good. That was the Brad time you guys was, talked about? No. <laughs> You haven't I said uh, this day. Yeah. I said, uh, yeah. I said, uh, okay. And then that's okay. So, so we're assuming that's going to be it. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'm sure that's what it'll be. Yeah, it'll be fine. That's about when we did it. We did it 6 p.m. for the pumpkin, right? I think it was even later. I think we were 8, no? Yeah, oh, it might have been 6, 7, 6. Uh, I don't know. Bueno, uh, we're going to post the information. <laughs> oh. Hope hope you can join us Stay for tuned. that one. And uh, in the meantime, if uh, you know where you get your news from. <laughs> we make it work. <laughs> <laughs> I improvised that, obviously. I did not know where that was going other than. Congratulations, New Jersey, Arizona, Montana, South Dakota, Mississippi. Yes, we forgot to mention it last podcast, but congratulations in the election. They all legalized cannabis in some form. New Jersey, Arizona, Montana recreationally, as well as uh, South Dakota, I believe. And South Dakota also did medically in the same election, which is crazy. Yeah, how did that, they had both two? Yeah, usually, I think, usually states go about, oh, we do medical first, and then a couple years later, they do recreational, or a few years later. And who was this? South Dakota. They're like, fuck it, let's just do them both in one. Oh my god. (laughs) How efficient, South Dakota. (laughs) Congratulations. And Mississippi, medicinally. God, congratulations for getting those two on the ballot. Like, 
Oh, my God. Yeah. For real. Because we're still trying to get recreational on the ballot here. Yeah. And we failed for 2020. Well, well stay tuned for that. Oh, and Oregon also... Did uh, decriminalization, right? Of all drugs, basically. Possession of small amounts of right, any drug. That's great. Yeah. I and mean, put forth resources on with, other things. Exactly. Put put resources, open up resources and put money into programs for people and, and, and declutter the the the, 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 the jails, the prisons system, and yes. like give another focus for cops to not like come on. Weed's gonna be legal soon. It has to be. I Six, think like, according to polls, sixty eighty percent sixty eight percent of Americans support legalizing weed. For sure. And I feel like, honestly, and this is my prediction. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> you heard it here first. I feel like within the next two years, with the new administration, we should be decriminalizing it on a federal level. I hope so. I feel it. That MORE Act is going to go through. I feel it. Smoke weed every day. <laughs> day. So in California, psychedelics legal in California soon? Hmm. Oh. California lawmakers will consider next year whether to decriminalize psychedelic drugs. On Tuesday, November 10th, State Senator Scott Weiner <laughs> from San Francisco revealed his yeah, plans to really? introduce a bill to criminalize. Sorry. Yeah, I, I think you still had that uh, fart, dick, dick and fart joke humor still. Hey, cool. Hey, the, ch- the cherry, what was it? The cherry punch is good. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> cherry punch, dick and fart jokes. <laughs> Should be a list of their effects. Well, he revealed his plans to introduce a bill decriminalizing possession of hallucinogenic mushrooms and other psychedelics. Ooh. If this sounds radical, it's actually becoming more of a movement across the country the past few years. Just last week, like we mentioned, Oregon voters passed a measure to permit supervised silo. I can never say it. Psilocybin. Psilocybin, a natural psychedelic compound in a therapeutic setting. In layman's terms, this means Oregon is the first state to legalize psychedelic or magic mushrooms. And another first, the state's voters also decriminalized a small amount of heroin, cocaine, methamphetamine, and psychedelics. Possession results in only a $100 fine. Wow. A similar resolution was adopted in Oakland last year. Weiner. Weiner. <laughs> Weiner. Who said he does not take psychedelics himself. Noted that cultures all over the sure. world have been using them since the beginning of time. We know that psychedelics can be used safely, he said. We know they appear to have significant medicinal uses. In addition, he plans to reintroduce legislation that would allow San Francisco and Oakland, both of which are experiencing increasing numbers of opioid overdoses, to experiment with safe injection sites that would permit users to take drugs under supervision. Whoa. I I feel like if you start decriminalizing and focusing on the therapeutic benefits of this, just like we know a lot of. And remember when um, uh, Alex Chisholm was here and mm-hmm. she talked about how she does research on people who are trying to get off of opioids mm-hmm. using mar- cannabis. Cannabis, instead. yes. So I feel like once you start to do that, you haven't. Isn't there been studies where they've seen a drop in like opioid use in places where yes. Once they started legalizing. Absolutely. So yeah. I think uh, ultimately they're headed in a better direction with that. And there's research that psilo, 
Psilocybin. Psilocybin. <laughs> Microdosing, it really does treat like depression. And schizophrenia. Yeah. yeah. And... So there's a lot of benefits. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, interesting enough, New Jersey also the bill. They're also getting on the weed train. I mean, not sorry. The, the mushroom, mushroom train. The mushroom train. They uh, kind of threw in there. They would relax the penalties for magic mushrooms uh, when they did the legalization recreationally, right? Yeah, yeah. So the what they just passed recently, they basically just added it on there that now small amounts of it, I believe, are okay. Like decriminalized, you're not going to get in trouble. So it says here, there's no need to trip out over small amounts of magic mushrooms, New Jersey lawmakers say. The state legislator tweaked the magic. The, see, now everything's magical mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm not used to calling it marijuana anymore. Yeah. A um, marijuana decriminalization bill Thursday to soften the punishment for possession of psychedelic drugs. A key Senate committee amended the bill to downgrade penalties for possessing up to an ounce of Psilocybin. <laughs> Psilocybin. The hallucinogenic combo. Cam- oh my God, girl. You I need know. to stretch your tongue out. The hallucinogenic <laughs> compound found in shrooms from a third degree felony to a disorderly person's offense. The Philadelphia Inquirer reported. Disorderly person's offense? Disorderly Is that like a misdemeanor? Offense? I guess. Probably, yeah. Like disturbing the peace or something? Yeah, I guess. Well, that still sucks. This is a pretty tongue-twisting situation, though. Here we go. (laughs) The Senate Budget and Appropriations Committee unanimously approved the legislation, including the Mushroom Amendment, which was added by an unidentified senator. Anonymous. Mm. (laughs) I'm really proud that this bill is unique in of its kind. Senator Teresa Ruiz, who sponsored the legislation, told NJ.com, New Jersey will be at the forefront of decriminalization conversations. Yeah. We're talking about them now. So, <laughs> Although the Garden State legalized recreational weed via a ballot measure on the 3rd, November 3rd, the Senate bill was proposed before it passed to remove criminal penalties for the possession of up to six ounces of marijuana. Lawmakers must still, pa- must still pass bills to halt arrest for position of the drug and hammer out a plan for the buddy industry. So the maximum fine for disorderly persons charge is $500 along with 30 days in jail. Jesus. Oh, that still sucks. That's still a lot. Ugh. By contrast, a person convicted of a third-degree felony can be sentenced up to five years in prison. Oh, my God. So five years in prison because you had shrooms on you? But how much shrooms do you need for that? That's crazy. Yeah. So New Jersey became the 12th state to legalize marijuana on November 3rd, the same day that Oregon became the first state to legalize shrooms in therapy sessions. Probably like, like for medicinal purposes only. Yeah. Well, congratulations. Uh, let's keep, you know, going with that in other states <laughs> federally. Let's start holding our. We need to follow up with the more act. I can't wait till we get some uh, updates on that and something. And I want to reach happens. out to our local like normal chapter to see what local um, efforts there are to for cannabis reform. Yeah, We'll bring those up. But first. We talked about this a few podcasts ago. The country's longest serving inmate for marijuana crimes will be released early, organization says. The man described as the longest serving inmate for marijuana crimes in the country will be out of a South Florida prison before Christmas. Wow. 
Richard DeLisi sentenced to 90 years by a Polk County, Florida judge after his conviction in 1989 will be released December in December, 18 months ahead of his scheduled departure. The last prisoner project announced Monday in a news release. The nonprofit, which advocates for inmates serving long sentences based on non-violent marijuana-related offenses, has been seeking Delisi's early liberation. Advocates say Delisi, a 71-year-old who's being held at South Bay Correctional Facility in Palm Beach County, is at high risk of death if he contracts COVID-19 because of various health problems. This will be the first Christmas since 1988 that Delisi doesn't spend behind bars. Delisi and his older brother, Ted Delisi, were convicted in 1989 of trafficking in cannabis, conspiracy to traffic in cannabis, and a violation of racketeer-influenced corrupt organization, the RICO Act. I was on a jury that that was one of the things that was on there. Judge Dennis Maloney sentenced both brothers to serve three consecutive 30-year sentences. That's how they got 90 years, which is well beyond the recommendations and judicial guidelines. But they still got it. Why? But why would they, like, why do they? uh, Oh, my God. I mean, I understand it was the 80s. And think about it. That was, like, at the height of the war on drugs, right? No, yeah. 89. And there was, like, a lot of weed. Yeah. But still, that's... Seems kind of whatever. It feels amazingly wonderful to know that I will be home with my family and loved ones very soon. Oh, that's what Delisi mm-hmm. said as he quoted by his legal team in the news release. I'm grateful to everyone who has been there and helped me along in these long years. I'm so excited to hug my children and get grandchildren. Delisi said in a statement provided by his legal team. I've been so many important moments with them and I can't wait to get out there and create precious memories with everyone. I'm so thrilled that this dark chapter of my life is finally over. God, oh, Jesus. my gosh. And it was all because of coronavirus, really, that he got out sooner. Yeah, well. Wow. So Delisi's daughter, Ashley, was three years old when he went to prison. And she yeah. says, I just want to hug my dad outside of prison. Yeah, I know. So she's been visiting him basically her whole life sure. in prison. That's fucking nuts. This is going to be the first time. They're going to have a holiday together. Think about it. She probably doesn't remember any holidays with him being three. Yeah, that's. So that's great news that he finally got released. And it's ridiculous that he was in jail for that long for a nonviolent cannabis crime. Yeah, that's that's great. When people that have raped and murdered and have been in time. Yeah. Less time. Yeah. Yeah, don't even get me started on, like, those that are accused of rape and all that situation. Because that's... For for a 90-year sentence and other guys who've done wor- way worse, it's just, un- like, the justice system is not just. But that's fantastic that he's getting out and just in time for the holidays. So yes. congratulations to the Delisi family. Congratulations. Yes. So um, we had a very long conversation. We were in Canifest with Third Day Collective. Um, They're the local CBD guy. I always praise uh, his Delta 8 gummies. And we wanted to have a little bit more information about Delta 8, which is legal uh, under the Hemp Act. Um, Delta 8 is legal in, well, I should say legal in most states, I believe. Well, yeah. yeah, I think maybe there in some states they, they may have written some additional laws banning it. But here, it is legal without your card. You do not need your cannabis card yeah. to get it. And let me tell you, man. Medical marijuana card. Delta 8 is very, very nice. It's nice. I feel like 
it's perfect in edibles for people who get like a little paranoid when they have edibles mm-hmm. because it's like a clearer kind of a high, a you know, kind of clearer. It's not you don't get like that fuzzy after effects. Mm-hmm. So I really enjoy that. Um, but this is the rest of the conversation where we talked about Delta 8 and he gave us a little bit of information about Delta 8. Um, also, uh, our good friend Diane, who's known as Pothead Mom on Instagram, was there uh, to join along with Ralph. And this is that conversation. I hope you enjoy. Bro, what is this podcast? And they're guy? probably seeing it everywhere. It's popping up. Ev- it's, being, it's getting more mainstream. And I feel like that shit is going to blow the fuck up. Yeah, so at, at this current time right now, the the sort of Delta-8 that I myself am using to formulate different tinctures, edibles, and vapor cartridges is 92% and crystal clear, water clear, looks like a, looks like you can literally read a piece of paper through the extract. That comes not because some fancy kind of technique, but a simple technique where you can take the average crop of hemp, extract CBD from it. The CBD will have different hues from darker for more plant material to golden, almost gold, 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 high yellow gold. And people think that maybe this gold is the purest, but if you were to take say a crude extract, which is muddy looking, and wash it with carbon and then distill the extract, the vapors that are caught, the carbon moves all particle down and what goes up is strictly oil. That oil is collected and that's called Delta 8. Yes, please. Back of the class. <laughs> oh, my God. Pahad, Mom. Diane just raised her raised freaking her hand. hand. Diane, how are you? What's your question? Um, so when you're doing that, then, mm-hmm. you mentioned it would be strain-specific. Correct. So you're taking certain strains. Um, like, for me, I use certain strains for certain things. I know a Kush lineage is going to be good for my depression. So that would actually be like really great because not a lot of times do you have a strain specific CBD that is for specific, you know, like sleep or depression or it has certain things. Typically we have like the terps that are in it for certain things. Well, with this in particular, it is not strain specific. Delta 8, which I would love to talk about, is like a, a very interesting anomaly. Delta 8 is now... It isn't found in high concentrations in cannabis, whether it's marijuana or hemp. There's not a specific strain that has more Delta-8 than the other right now, as of now. What it is, during the extraction process and cleaning with carbon and distilling it, the distillation or distillate, right, as as it's created and poured into a beaker... It's actually changing structure from CBD and converting to Delta-8. This was an accident. But wait, okay, I'm sorry. So the Delta-8 is derived from CBD. 
Okay, so the way that I CBD am converts. going to use the example, mm-hmm. I, we were just going mm-hmm. over this in homeschooling is a periodic table, right? And some of the elements can be liquid, but in extreme temperatures, it can be a solid. In another extreme temperature, it can be a gas. Different processes can make this element. Water was the example, easiest example we could think of. Right now, it's a liquid. When you have compressed air, it's... It's like a gas, and it's like you can freeze it too. Also, so I—that's why I understand what you're saying. Right. So, what the savior? What it, I believe, and I'm going to say this out loud, speaking on behalf of the hemp industry. The hemp industry overgrew hemp last year, and when I say overgrew, I mean like entire crops were going bad. Because they couldn't even find people to work the fields. Okay, a total waste. Um, Speaking on mental illness, many, God bless the dead, many farmers took their lives last year because of this. Because of COVID? Because of hemp. Oh. No COVID. COVID wasn't even on the scene. I know there was a heavy thing with farmers, like in India, being oh, very depressed, and and like there was records of suicides. Very interesting. I have to look into that. Yeah, and the agricultural hemp side of things, um, state side, people got very excited. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my God. Again, another question, Pahimam. Go ahead. Okay, so Salem witch trials, actually, it's been theoretically talked about. Um, the Salem witch trials could have happened because when they were growing, I cannot remember exactly which plant it was, but the plant produced a certain type of mold that would be like LSD. It I was, did hear about that. Okay, and then so, the people of the of the town so yes, ate it, and so then they're they all eating, tripped. and they're basically they're not like tripping. They to were the tripping extreme. balls. No, they're not like tripping <laughs> balls. They're it was like, like botulism, where, right? It's weird. What? It was like a botulism, like a rotten food. It was. It was ate. like it was a no, green potato. No, it was no. green potatoes. <laughs> no, it was not. Almost <laughs> callback. Uh-huh. It was like a mead that it was like their grain that had like this mold that just grew on it, and they just they were just cleaning it, thinking that they're washing it off. But the plant itself is like growing with this mold, and they they were going crazy eating the food that they're making, you know, their breads and things like that right. with that. So I wonder in farmers if. You know, big batches of, like, mental issues like that definitely can be related to certain environmental things. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine. Imagine that you are here witnessing for the first time in your 50-plus years life, however old you are, and you're watching the industrial boom of agricultural hemp come back to America. It makes, there is nothing in this world that moves people like the hope of money or winning. And people rushed, people jumped guns, jumped the gun, and they they put their life savings into a farm. They'll buy the acres, mm. they bought the seeds, they put it in the dirt, they grew it, and then they were hoping for a, there's a formula in selling hemp. 
If you were growing, say, 20% CBD after it's test, after it's grown, you test it, it's 20%, and you have a couple friends trim it roughly, and it looks some, somewhat presentable, you could get, say, it was 20% times 15 cents for every percentile. So 0.15 times 20, that's how much you would get per wet pound of hemp. The long way around this conversation is to say you were promised a good amount of money for a dollar seed. You were expecting hundreds back per plant. And then these gigantic corporations got involved and overgrew thousands and thousands of plants. It brought the price of hemp down. Then these people that thought their plants were super resilient, which is why we have yeah, it's okay. That's why we have um, research and development in the state of Florida right now. We're in a research and development phase so that people aren't going to jump the gun and put their life savings into something if they don't know if a small chill could wipe out their crop. Why? So we have to test that now until we figure out how the plants react to our climate and ecosystem in yeah, Florida. We need that to be regulated more than. Yes, we do. Know. But at the same time, if you think you can jump into something to make some real money and save your whole family's life, you're going to do it. And a lot of people did it, and a lot of people didn't know how to grow. And a lot of people, a lot of people were buying hot seeds. What does that mean? That's a seed that's too high in THC. Oh. And then they were witnessing their entire. I mean, you'll see fifty thousand plants go right in the garbage. And there's an entire rule and regulation through the Department of Agriculture and Consumer Services in Florida that say, hypothetically, we grow 100 plants and one of them is really, really hot. It's like a full-blown marijuana plant, right? We would have to discard of all the plants on the field, burn the field, and you can't grow on the field for three years. Wow. That seems excessive. To watch out for rural, rural... growth that may a seed might sprout you have to then work the land for three years for free and watch it and make sure that nothing grows so this is for the professionals yeah this is not a game even though everyone feels like it's so silly and fun and it's cannabis and we can get into it how hard could it be it's really hard actually even just to do it regular Mm -hmm. like in a commercial way not yeah. too fancy, not even too organic and crazy. Because you have to understand, the reason why certificates of analysis even exist or COAs even exist is because they need to know what your solvent levels are, what sort of pesticide levels are, because you can't intake some of this stuff. What about the guys that bought some fancy fly-by-night pesticide that they swore was organic And then you find out there's like formaldehyde growing in your field. And the whole thing needs to be thrown out. People were killing themselves for way less than this. But I'm trying to paint the worst case scenario. Their whole whole field burns down. They they killed themselves. It's just very simple. People in California right now, cannabis has changed forever because of all the wildfires. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oregon is changed forever. It will never be the same. I know... My farm right now is in southern Oregon, 
and one block down the street, the whole, the guy lost everything. Now, our farm is is working in the in in the millions. They have serious money, and if it would have hit him, it would have been seriously bad. It's a very interesting world we live in. That's why you have to you have to cherish the cannabinoids that are expressing themselves through agricultural hemp. You need to figure out what really serves you ultimately for all the MMTC users to all of the black market and gray market users to the, what do we call them, the first timers. You have to overstand everything that's taking place. You have an endocannabinoid system. You don't have a ibuprofen a- system. Acetam- yeah. a- a- acetamine or whatever. You know. Think Acetaminophen. about Acetaminophen. Yeah, that's methamphetamine? Oh shit, it just started pouring. Is it raining or windy? I think it's just windy, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I can't pool. tell. Oh, it's kind it is of a just wind. 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 I mean, there's yeah, no and there's so no, much there's trees no where it's we're at. Wind. There's so many trees out here that it's like... This is nice tonight. Oh my God, it's so nice out. It surely is. I'm so... breeze. Um... The, but yeah, Delta 8 is is like a lifesaver right now, ultimately because the brainwashing that took place in the 1930s with reefer madness and the prohibition of cannabis and all of the racism attached and weird stuff has left people with a dirty taste in their mouth for what feels like eternity. It feels like it's been thousands of years. People can't shake it. You can smoke 10 cigars and drink four bottles of wine, but you can't smoke a .5 joint in public. It's like it's wild. It's such a weird thing. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that people don't abuse it, you know, (laughs) but Delta eight came in right at the right time where it's taking any kind of hemp plant that is high in CBD concentration. What was Taking Wasn't it there in one that was just added to the, the cannabinoid. No, there was a um, a new addition to the drug, the drug and like alcohol list, and it's supposed. It's to called be the like, Controlled Substance Act. Yeah, the, the CSA. List. Wasn't there something Delta? I thought Delta. Yes, eight. Delta Eight was presented. Oh, is presented as an idea that the Department of. What the DEA and the FBI and all these people were going to yeah, I don't rewrite the farm bill. Yeah, uh, they because of to... our president, ex president, our our past yeah, president. He's no longer president. We have well, a new president elect. Okay, well, okay, well, we have a new president elect. Thankfully, yeah. um, Donald. <laughs> <laughs> thankfully, Donald J. Trump signed and helped push agricultural hemp to where it is right now mm-hmm. without him it wouldn't be possible he did because he walked back on a lot of things that he can yeah, and i'm sure about. he put his bags in place to make sure that they got money out of it too hey sure. maybe i i never really thought of that all i thought about was myself <laughs> um and i thought wow i could they a all do that to be a they part all do this. that on both sides they all do that well, i'm they- certainly trying to do it now too you know so hey i need to fill these bags baby daddy needs a new pair of suede shoes <laughs> Um, just kidding. Um, I, I'm good with these Adidas right here. But, so but Delta be, 8, can you like, yeah. can you t- explain a little about the differences of the effects on how people feel when they consume Delta 8 as opposed to uh, regular THC? Well, it's really interesting. It's like 
the psychoactive effects that come from Delta 9 THC, all right, so they're considered isomers. Delta 8 is an isomer of THC. Delta 9 is an isomer of THC. And then Delta 10 is an isomer of THC. And remember, 8, 9, 10, these are just what we can measure now. Remember, we've been suppressed as a human race to not be able to even express any sort of interest in having the powers that be use their machinery to even test or learn about it. But at the same time, the U.S. government is not without their patent on THC and CBD, which they own. So that's really interesting. Plot thickens. I just expected him to drop the mic right now. Plot just thickens. Like... They don't lose. The house never loses. Delta 8 is amazing. For all the people out there that are super heady and you're chasing the most 60 micron God sent cold ice water hash fresh frozen from the indoor grows of the 30 to 39 to 40 percentile delta 9 thcs those guys that are chasing the golden ticket the genuine article of all things delta 9 and cannabis to all you real cannabis lovers out there you'd love cbd you would love delta 8 you would love cbg you would love cbn delta 8 in particular is around 70% the potency of Delta 9. It is purchased over-the-counter without a medical marijuana card. You do not need a specific license to, to have it, obtain it, or send it in the mail. Nice. It's amazing. It's also with its own cautions. Disclaimer would be, don't use this in operator motor vehicle. If you're under some sort of influence of any sort of psychoactive ingredient then you're in a lot of trouble if you make a make a mistake or your judgment is impaired it's not it's not your reaction it's your judgment what goes first this is from your driver's license test what goes first your vision or your judgment we all think it's our vision and then by that time then we know we're drunk but the truth is is immediately your judgment is altered and the judgment you think you're good enough to get back in the car and ride, but you're under an influence of another substance. It's just true. You, you've brought something else to your body. So shout out to everybody who likes to medicate and not ride around wasted. That's the way to do it. But then, hey, what do I know? I know a bunch of people that only like to smoke and ride. So <laughs> it's very interesting. You know your tolerance. And Yeah, I was just going to say, everybody reacts. I would suggest not to. That's my yeah. disclaimer from third So day. that was my next question. I am so like sensitive to different strains, and everyone sure. really likes to make the argument, oh, it's no different from a sativa to a hybrid to an indica, and they're all the same, and it's just the lineage mm -hmm. of it and whatever. Yes, I do agree with that to a degree because certain bodies still need certain things for their endocannabinoid systems. It's so interesting and to hear you say this. Why? Because you are you are speaking from a place that is is obs you're observing the market. 
you're watching markets. And myself. I don't think you really realize it. You, no, you're watching no, no. human pattern. Yes. You're I, pattern aware. Yes, yes, very much so. And I've noticed it in myself because I've noticed uh, like certain products, edibles in particular, they don't give me that big spike. I hear that and, from women all the time. And going through therapy, I've actually decreased my tolerance, meaning I can't smoke as much and I'll have anxiety now from like inhalation mm-hmm. from THC. You're products. supposed to. Yeah, so yeah. I used to not have that happen, and then the more you reprocessing, used to, you used to more, suppress it. Yeah, the it more was. I, uh, the more I fixed my neuro like pathways, the the less THC products I needed. CBD helps build thing. new pathways. Yes, and I started using more CBD. CBG was my go to because I have an issue with eating. My belly gets upset and CBD it works is specifically a, it, for, for appetite well not even for appetite it's actually for uh, ulcer, ulcerative colitis oh, uh, Crohn's that, disease it has a lot to do with, for, for your gut, with gut health yeah, yeah okay so that makes sense because it helped me antibacterial antifungal yes. it was an appetite stimulant for me CBG. get out of town really what you got to try my white whale cbg it's amazing so the cbg is what i would use like starting in the morning and then if it was late at night and i was having anxiety i would go for um cbn not cbd actually you're so advanced Oh my gosh, I unfortunately Nobody I know talks like this. Sometimes <laughs> I am talking to the my like dispensary workers and I'm like telling them Team members? Yeah. And Hi team I, member. I don't work there. No, no. I don't work at a dispensary, but I'm like talking to the cashier and I'm telling them, Oh, you need to do this because she was saying that she had an issue with edibles. And I'm like, Well, don't drink alcohol because that can interact with it, make you vomit right away. And then also it can make you be very dizzy. And also if you don't eat with it, if you don't have any fats or anything, it's not going to work. Correct. It's crazy that you're schooling the bud tender. The bud tender's I supposed know. to be telling people And I'm like, Shit, I'm what? old. Yeah. I've been smoking pot for a long time. But I truly do. I've found the your regimen you found purposes, your purposes not like just that. the getting high part it's not just you're trying to use selective cannabinoids yes. to serve their proper purpose yes because each plant has different just like each element has different protons and neutrons each plant has different elements that have different terps that will give me maybe a more of a head high and i can be a little funny or a little bit of a body high and i can go to bed but different things like yes i'm very very strain specific and when people say oh well it doesn't matter if you have a sativa it won't give you anxiety bullshit no, you know very interesting you bullshit know. yeah so i'll get into the delta eight for our listeners you know you guys hear how indica has taken over the open market and how people say there is no real sativa or no real hybrid or no real indica. It's all mixed up. Some it's all crossbred. Some give me anxiety, too. Well, I'll tell you what. Everything's supposed to give you anxiety from the medical marijuana treatment centers. Do you know why? No. Because they are strategically, their plan is strategic. 
Number one, there's bills written to suppress your endocannabinoid system. There's pieces of paper that were written to make sure that you do not achieve the entourage effect, a.k.a. a BKA, better known as the, excuse me, endocannabinoid system. You don't want to know what's in this then. Your, <laughs> your, um, you're it's trying to have homeostasis in the body is, is the phrase that I'm looking for. <laughs> and that's when all systems are working together properly. Now, the only way to achieve homeostasis in the body is to be able to have levels of all cannabinoids present. The one that needs to be the least bioavailable, do you know which one it is? It's the one that they're specifically modifying to serve you, THC. THC needs to be in such small concentrations to reach homeostasis, it's unbelievable. Why do you think full-spectrum CBD oil that's under 0.3 is working so well? Because it, the basketball player just needs to show up and sit on the bench. As long as the whole team is there, we're going to win. You follow me? That's but what happens when you go there? You say, hey, can I get some? Oh, no, we don't have any. Oh, you can you? Oh, you guys have a CBG rich flower? They're like, no, we don't. You actually, I know all of this information because there was a man at my local dispensary who is very big into CBD. He doesn't even like talking about THC products because he thinks that the MMTs are just fucking bullshit with them. Thinks that they're genetically modified just to be super high and like bake everyone out. And he schooled me so much that he, I like think about him every time I have CBD because he like really drilled it into my head that like you actually need this more than you need the THC part. You need the ratio products more than you need anything. And he was, like, very, like, he sounded just like you. Let me tell you something. They did a test, <laughs> a, a, tr- a triple-blind study. Got a girl. A girl walks in. They give her THC intravenously, and they ask her to fill out a document, a questionnaire. When they gave her the THC, pure THC, in the blood, straight through the veins, she had the worst case of psychosis in the world. It's like she could never come back. She cried and screamed and tried to rip out of her own skin. When they gave her the placebo, she was nervous, but she could fill out the paperwork. When they gave her one part THC to one part equal CBD, she laughed for three hours. She couldn't even take it serious. Now, let's think about this. This is a fact. I can't make this up. I got the video. I can show it to you. Apparently this is all the videos. Uh-huh. I got everything. <laughs> He's got all the tapes. God, I don't have everything. Not everything, guys. I don't know if we walked on the moon, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know. How did he have reception in like whatever? I can't even get reception in the hotel. But this guy FaceTimed from the moon. Okay, you got it, buddy. Anyway, so CBD, Delta 8, CBN, CBG, all these things, they were higher in land race strains. As a matter of fact, the only way that we have real knowledge on this is due to seed hunters 
Um, rest in peace to the gentleman, uh, Franco. God bless the dead. Franco from Seed Hunters, Strain Hunters. Um, they would travel around the entire world looking for genetics. So what they would do is very simple. They would go to incredibly poor countries and beg their medicine men to take them to their natural longest growing plants and pay them whatever sort of note or food, barrels of rice, whatever it took to get those seeds, just a handful of them. So they've collected every single genetic across the entire world. And what they're finding out is strains coming out of Africa specifically are incredibly high in THCVA. THCVA is a diet cannabinoid. So all that munchies is it's like a reverse effect. So think about this. There's a guy in this world with genetics that can make the world stop having munchies when they get high, and they won't release it. Remember how we were talking about tomato seed hoarders and traders, exclusive rights? It's like there's so many different things that it's going to be difficult for people to get all of those cannabinoids. So what we're ending up doing is we're using what we got, and we've got access to wild, outgrown Outdoor grown agricultural hemp. And at first you're like, man, this is just going to be what? Textiles. We're going to make some clothes, maybe some CBD oil. Look at what's happening. They're finding THCVA and CBD strains or agricultural hemp strains. They're finding CBG, CBN out of hemp. They're finding if they make distilled CBD, it converts to Delta 8 THC. We don't need to go anywhere. In the end, which I've already spoke to the genetics team, there's already a mother strain that exists right now. Check this out. Beautiful indoor-grown flower, no cannabinoids. It's 100% terps. What? Then they're going to isolate each and every hemp-derived terp, and they're going to start playing God, and it's not a bad thing. Because if you need to lose weight but still need to medicate, they're going to be able to pull this sort of terpene and mix it with this sort of cannabinoid and give you a vapor cartridge or make you a gummy with it. You will be tailored specifically to your needs. This is yeah. in, a, in a futuristic um, yeah, so utopia. We have, yeah, we have Tylenol. We have Motrin. We have ibuprofen. We have Dramamine. We have all these different pills for all these different things. Why not use a fucking plant for all these different things? Oh, my God. It's amazing. It's a lot of different stuff going on. By the way, those old strains that our parents used to smoke, our pot-smoking moms and dads out there. Yep. And Grammys and Grannies. You know the real OGs? Shout out to Jeff Long. That's my (laughs) grandfather. Bringing him. Yo, this bread was sitting next to the Glade plug. Yeah. And it tastes like the Glade fucking plug. Thank you. I'm glad. I thought I had COVID. (laughs) All right, guys, terpenes are now taking over the house. Shout out to (laughs) artificial terpenes infusing into that bread basket. (laughs) We were just talking about how the bread was tampered with by the witches. (gasps) Oh, my God. Oh, boy. The Salem trials are happening in this (laughs) crib right now, y'all. Oh, my God. Cue the lightning and thunder. (laughs) Okay. 
those old strains, that old Sensamelia that was going around in Miami, that was coming out of Jamaica getting smuggled yeah. in, and Colombian Gold, and Panama Red, before Crippy. Yeah, Crippy. before all that. When you got those pressed bricks. Yeah, when you got that thing for the 50. You can get an ounce for $50 back then, y'all. And let me tell y'all something. To all you naysayers, those were seeded hermaphrodite male and female swag, right? Mm-hmm. And it got everybody higher than hell. How? Why? Why? Because there was no fire around? No. I've discussed this on my Burt Waffle podcast. Because it had the closer to the entourage effect. Them, Yes. Yes. Because the cannabinoid content was totally skewed. They're saying the Reggie and the hermaphrodite seeds and all of this sort of brick pack Mexican, they call it, that was sprayed with different chemicals, which it was. Some was sprayed with strychnine and all, and like they would spray with raid, embalming fluid. People have done a lot of things oh to go gosh. to another level. Ugh. But the pure, good yard Jamaican from, say, 30 years back was extremely high in CBN. Not high THC. THC was like 2-3%. It was enough to get you blasted, though. Yeah. And the CBN. Needed, really. That's it. You and, only need 1% together, to get And together, they work high. together. They do. And they had high CBD and high CBN. Specifically high CBN, which is a sedative. I want more strains that, are, that have high CBD and uh, like at least 2% THC. I tell people to diversify their cannabinoid diet. Go and find the exclusive boutique agricultural hemp spot and start shopping around. Be an educated shopper. Make sure there's a certificate of analysis. Make sure that these people know each and every single thing. Test them. If Quit you don't knocking CBD. It's not diet weed. It's fucking weed. It's something else. Diet weed. It's something else, y'all. <laughs> that's what Christina like, called it. That's why I'm always like, what? How? What are the effects, like, in the long term, I understand it to be kind of like a supplement. Like, you know, you use something for, you use chondroitin, glucosamine chondroitin for your knee joints, blah, you know. But, like, I don't know. I think it, it, people write it off because it's not such a noticeable. You feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Come through and smoke this Bubba Kush 26.3%. And on a sober, regular afternoon, Smoke a whole gram to the head, and you are blasted. It is real. Yeah, go a month without... <laughs> Not a month. Smoking. Half a no. day. Just during no, your day, go, smoke CBD strains yeah, go for a, a daytime month, vibe. Though, without You'll see. smoking. Just do a tolerance break. <laughs> Get a good whatever flower. CBD, CBN is usually what I like. Get a good flower. Make sure... like. All the tolerance break people need to listen up for this one. And really smoke it, drink it, put it in a smoothie, yeah, put it in a tea, consume it in other ways, eat it in the gummy. It's all metabolizing differently through your lungs, through your liver. There's a little THC in it. Yeah. But when you start building that up, you'll actually notice you won't need as much THC, is what I no- I've noticed. Mm-hmm. You can smoke how many blunts if money wasn't an issue. and We, we smoke zero blunts. Well, <laughs> all right. It's more like bong rips. Cones. 
stuffed to the absolute gills. If in a productive, regular day, if money wasn't an issue, how many could you smoke king-size joints? I'm not, like, I can't smoke like that. I really can't. I mean. There's people listening that are smoking 3.5 grab-a blunts right now. A day? And they, no, every couple hours. Three? Three point fives, a whole blunts? eighth. No, one blunt that has three blunts That's worth of insane. bud in it. Yeah, there's people that do, and that? it's exotic, and it costs seventy five dollars a pull for oh. an eighth. How can somebody really do that much? I know people who smoke an ounce in two days. Yeah, I do too. And they're not high high like that. They're I know just people that just do whatever. like one, what, like one gram tabs, like just for fun. One just gram dab. That's a thousand a milligrams. Da- yeah, a yeah. dab is concentrated. You've done I dabs? I, I, we tried. I tried, but again, like I cannot go hard like that with that. THCA is my favorite for dabs. That's it's strong. THCA is like it's it's like a powdery. Yeah, we've tried it. that. Yeah, and I can put like a little bit on top of like a bowl and. That to me is like the bedtime stuff, and then it knocks me out, and then I go to sleep. And that's like what I do at bedtime. If if I have like issues with um, THC, like regular flower edibles, like yes. never work for me. Okay, would CBD edibles not really probably be the best way for me to digest? Your best to, bet would be take- the Delta Eight. The Delta Eight has crept into people who are unbreakable. I, I know this for a fact. I deal with a few young ladies that can't feel any effects from Delta 9 edibles, for example. Never. I've never had an edible work for me. They've never felt anything. It's a it's about your AKT levels. Th- that means your, your internal your internal measurement of psychosis. <laughs> you're 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 not converting and what is converted isn't affecting your mind. It's like bypassing through your liver. Hmm. And whatever is affecting you, it's I I truly believe because this is only women that I've dealt with this, they don't feel it. For some reason I believe Oh my god, do I your know mind that? is stronger or has already produced another level of cannabinoids that maybe live with you. No, we don't know enough about the endocannabinoid system. Yeah, no, and I feel like yeah, no, but it's also (laughs) too women. I feel like they have a higher tolerance sometimes too. You know, pain specifically. I know that for a fact. Um, The Delta Eight would work excellent for you. It it approaches by passing the blood brain barrier in about five minutes, and it also uptakes the CB one and CB two receptor. Now there there is a third receptor which they found a long time ago, but since there's no one talking about it, no one brings it up. Here's another thing people don't bring up. Take some THC oil and rub it on your belly button. Watch what happens then. That's a whole nother portal. People aren't even thinking about topicals like that. I can go on for a pretty long time on a tangent. Actually, CBD is like amazing for eczema. Um, I have... Oh, for sure. Yeah, a type of... So it's an autoimmune illness or something and i have a certain type of 
eczema that flares up during stressful times or hormonal times and it's specifically on my hands it blisters super bad and i have to use cbd for it that is the only kind of soap that i can use and my hands look normal and wow. they're not blistering and try cbg soap i antibacterial too yeah it's pretty good and something very special about CBG is you ever heard of this um, skin disease? Uh, it's like a bacterial disease called MRSA. Yeah. MRSA, say for a person who's locked up, they get some MRSA. They're going to die in there. They're not going to make it out. Their autoimmune system isn't strong enough. Um, CBG oil used topically got rid of MRSA. You can't even I don't even know what else does that. So what's going on there? So when you take that inside your body, what's it getting rid of? This is why we it's need really more interesting. We do. It. We need to do more yeah, clinical we trials. More we need more investigation. The Delta Eight will do something special for you, though. Let's you test gotta it. You got to give it a shot. I think I have two gummies left right here. Yeah. I'm not sure. And not sure how y'all feel. Um, I not tonight. I'm, gotcha. I want to just go I to bed. All right, no doubt. Yeah, I'll probably just. I have a question. For yes, you. please. What does your daily cannabis intake look like then? Okay, specifically, like when you wake up. Wake up, take my baby boy to school. Love you, kiss. Get out the car, drive home. So with your breakfast, coffee, with your coffee, you don't like smoke anything. No coffee. Or, um, you don't drink coffee. I drink a warm glass of water when I wake up. To one massage one. my organs, yeah. So I'm not, I'm a little bland. <laughs> Warm cup of water, huh? Wow, Ralph, really exciting. Yeah, riveting, riveting, <laughs> riveting stuff here. Um, yeah, I, I would if I had not a lot on my plate and I could totally just burn a few hours away. I won't, and I'll get back to work. But if I was having a total vacation, and I just made the biggest sale of my life, maybe a 0.5 of a CBD or CBG mixed with um, THC dominant strain. Or now my new go-to is the Delta 8. And the reason why the Delta 8 edibles are so cool and the Delta 8 tincture is so cool is because it doesn't create the uncontrollable mind-wandering psychosis that delta nine produces can i say that when i did take it um something that it was interesting in the way that i kind of i don't know the way that i it i understood it to be and how it worked for me i feel okay. like there's a certain fuzziness you get from when you smoke like thc and regular bud but I feel like the fuzziness is not so foggy. It's a less foggy high. It's kind of a little more clear. Like, you will feel like it. But it's like, I don't know. It's not as foggy. I like the fuzzy feeling that I get sometimes when I, you know, smoke regular bud. But sometimes, like, especially during the day, I mean. Wear your day out, man. Yeah, like and you get tired really. Yeah, I'm like, well, yeah, we're really exhausted right now, actually. I see you guys. We can yeah. wrap this up in a couple minutes. Yeah, right? for sure. I'm like, I just have a really bad headache, too. <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. Yeah. I say be a be a powerful person, whoever you are out there that's listening. Start to 
do more research about cannabinoids that we do know about. CBC, CBN, Delta 8, Delta 9, And Delta I just 10. wanted to say something really quick about Delta 8. It is legal because it falls under the uh, Hemp Act. Yeah, Correct. because he could buy it over the counter without yeah, your medical marijuana. Yeah, it did marijuana. not get approved to be added to the... The reason why is because in the... What's it called again? In the, the written Substance. law, yeah, yeah. Farm Bill 7606 Revisited 2018 states that any derivative of the hemp plant is legal the dea wanted to say we want to add all isomers to have to be regulated especially if it's thc then the commissioner the president please excuse me for your categorization in this podcast but i want to send and extend an olive branch to nikki freed for yeah she's the shit boom and and holly bell i see you thank you for taking my call Holly Bell and Nikki Freed are one and the same. They have each other's back. They're, you know, they they're fighting for Florida and agricultural hemp. And Nikki Freed, and I quote, said, "You are not going to take Delta Eight away from Florida. It will stand. It is legal." And that's it. And a lot of people stood up because it's derived from the hemp plant. All right, if I go inside of the laboratory with a hemp plant and I come out with THC. That's not Delta 9. It's legal. That's the law. The only measurable cannabinoid is Delta 9. That's it. If it's less than 0.3 THC on a dry weight basis. All right. And that was uh, Ralph from Third Day Collective and Diane, uh, who's pothead mom. Uh, we will we will post. I mean, if you if you're friends with us on Instagram, you could definitely you could easily find them. Yeah, you could easily find them. We to pretty much tag the crap out of them. <laughs> um, we're, they're very dear friends of ours. Thank you so they much. Hope. They are. Thank you so much for spending your break with us. And thanks to all of our podcast monthly supporters. We appreciate you guys. Lauren Hadsel, April Collins, Chrissy Rodriguez, Destiny Adams, and Yanni Reyes, and. What was it that we were saying? Normalize telling your friends you love them. Yes. We love you guys. We love you. We love you guys. I we, love you, D. I love you too, Jay. Make it weird. It's super weird. <laughs> She's rubbing my feet <laughs> under the table right now. <laughs> hey, if you like the podcast, if you've hung in there so far, thank you so much for all the time you spend with us. Please follow, like, review, subscribe. Uh, Pot Smoking Moms is our website, potsmokingmoms.com. It's a pretty fucking easy website if you ask me. Thanks so much. We'll catch you on the flip side. Bye.